For 20 years, we've been creating innovation in the CX industry. And now we're seeking out brilliant new perspectives on CX you just won't find anywhere else. I'm Richard Owen. Welcome to the CX Iconoclast. The first year of our podcast, the CX Iconoclast, was a great experience for us and I hope for you as well. We had 16 episodes, some amazing guests ranging from leading academics to CEOs to thought leaders in CX, but all people with original thinking on how to change companies to deliver real business benefits. Here's some memorable moments. The value of my company is largely determined on what our ability to cross-sell and keep customers are. Bill Binch is one of the most accomplished sales and marketing leaders in the SaaS industry, having headed up sales and marketing at Marketo and more recently at Pendo. He now advises at Battery Ventures. I, I do think when you're early stage, you start a company, you conceptualize who your ideal customer profile is. And the way you prove that is probably by going and selling to anybody that knocks on your door. Or honestly, there's, I think, a lot of metrics of how we measure companies today in the cloud world that probably didn't exist or conceptually we didn't think about back then. Because today you think about things like rule of 40 that we apply to a company net retained revenue that we apply to a company. And if you look at really well-run companies, they apply those metrics, not just to the overall business, but to each segment of the business. It could be, who are the, what's the perfect customer, right? Who is the person that buys, that expands, that sticks with us, that stands on our stage? I also think that sometimes too many metrics can make us forget about the first principles. Like, you know, do customers understand what they're buying? I do think that there's a future ahead where there is going to be more emphasis on try before you buy. And that's where these PLG companies, the PLG motion to me is about consuming the user and getting those folks to say, hey, boss, I really like this. It's making me more productive. It's helping my job, whatever. The, the idea to me of, of choosing your customers, there's some romance in that idea, but there's also this concept to me that says, wow, don't I want to, proliferate my software out there as far and as wide as I can. And when I started Progressive, it was a $70 million company. Um, it's approaching 50 billion right now. Richard Watts was president of sales and service at Progressive Insurance during his 33 years with the company. He introduced and spearheaded a lot of their innovation around Net Promoter Score. It's, it's a way to galvanize a large organization around a quite a simple uh, concept as well. So it's, uh, you know, it may be difficult to actually um, implement and actually get a movement and, and whatever, but it, it is so good at, at, um, at just putting the guardrails and saying, okay, this is how we're gonna do things. And uh, th this is, it, it's such, it gives everyone a common currency. The other thing that, um, at least the successful places I've been uh, has, have done a lot of great work in terms of relating that the 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 actual a point of improvement, say in in MPS or or whatever measure they're going to be using, um, to a, a to an, a financial outcome. I was really really fortunate to have a a wonderful CEO who was very very interested in the customer experience side of things as well. At that time. Progressive was an incredible acquisition machine. Um, could put on new business left, right, and center, but you know had what 
you know, what we would call a leaky bucket syndrome. I mean, they would be losing it, um, you know, four months later, six months later, nine months later, 13 months later. And um, so what ended up happening was there, used, there started to be a much more of a focus on um, putting the talent, the treasure, the time on the retention side of the house. I remember early on, um, one of the kind of these seminal moments was um, thinking about almost like mourning for the loss of the customer. And it was a, just a completely different way of thinking and, and having, and then, but then putting and directing, you know, um, IT talent systems, uh, processes around solving for that. The insurance side and the banking side, you know, they're sitting on a lot of legacy stuff and, and the startups are not burdened by any of that, either that thinking nor actually the, 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 the platforms as well. So it, it, I think that, you know, makes them a lot more nimble in, in, in that regard. You know, the truth is what makes a brand powerful is the emotional involvement of customers. And that's hard to argue with. Joe Wheeler's been innovating in thought leadership and CX ever since the 1990s when he did work on the service profit chain. His new focus is, perhaps unsurprisingly, digital. You know, it should be the aspirational goal of every company to deliver a touchless experience. Have we come far enough that technology can actually create emotional involvement that we would typically expect from frontline staff? Now, here's what's interesting. If you did, if you and I did a... Um, a word cloud on all the customer testimonials uh, for Lemonade, the word that would pop the most is love. <laughs> so think about that for a second. This is fundamentally people talking to a bot. What will be the role of technology to not just, you know, automate frequently asked questions and make things more efficient, but to what extent will technology actually create emotional involvement? Over investing in things that didn't kind of shape behaviors like retention, advocacy, spending, was a fool's errand. I think when you look at the problem through a digital first lens, you tend to see it differently and you'll, you'll land on solutions that are a bit different. If you don't start there, you tend to, because we're all humans, default to what you know. You know, as I say in this keynote I give, um, when um, OpenAI introduced ChatGPT, you know, the, the genie came out of the bottle. You know, that, that was like a big pivot for the world. Um, quite honestly, but there's a difference between kind of consumer solutions like that and enterprise grade machine learning applications. First and foremost, you know, what is marketing? Marketing's the process of identifying, anticipating and satisfying ultimately customer requirements. Martin White is a veteran chief marketing officer with a ton of experience in the financial services industry, ranging from the credit giant Experian to the insurance leader, Amlin. I think there are, there are three key stakeholders. There's the employee, there's the customer, and there's the shareholder. And I think given the financial services landscape over the course of the last 25, 30 years that I've been fortunate enough to serve in those uh, businesses, many of them have put shareholder value right at the uh, the top of the the order that's been the the great driver and everything is needed to satisfy the needs of the the hungry shareholder it takes nothing to invest in organizational attitude right 
So if you've got your uh, teams across the business thinking what's important, thinking what I call outside in rather than inside out, focused on the needs of the customer, um, that's proven time and time again, whether it's B2C or B2B, as being a very effective way to increase customer satisfaction, improve retention, stimulate loyalty, and thereby profitability. Many of the, the banks rely upon inertia. You look at the number of times that UK citizens um, move their bank accounts during their lives or ask them in, in a survey, when was the last time you changed your bank account? And uh, it, it goes to, to a, a long period of time. That efficiency focus is certainly happening out there right now. Um, is it driving a change in selling? 100%. Is it driving change in marketing? 100%. What, what's the world going to be like if Tesla actually figures out how to not have any accidents in their cars? You know, what does that do for insurance companies? It should be a, a very obvious journey for organizations to understand and make that leap of faith that satisfied customers drive long-term shareholder value. If there is a potential for a flywheel in your business to personalize the experience, to then make it more relevant to customers, which is really this transition from the attention economy to the value econ economy, then Generative AI can really help with turn that cycle faster and will have a big impact, as long as it's not creepy. Thanks for listening to the CX Iconoclast from OCX Cognition. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you won't miss any of our thought-provoking conversations. And please get in touch if you want to learn more about what OCX Cognition's predictive CX analytics platform can do for your business by providing complete insights into every account continuously updated and connected to operations. You'll find contact info in the show notes.